sometimes I feel like we're drawn to where we kind of be. But at the same time, we got a lot of our um, personalities to come out. Like, you got to be who you are. When you're trying to niche down and, and conquer your fears, it really boils down to who are you? Because no one knows who you are until you know who you are. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners, fans, subscribers, and friends. We talk about a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, societal, and cultural perspective. We believe that in tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. So subscribe to our channel, rate, review, and let us empower you. Welcome to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kipway Cooper. I am so excited that you are here today. We have a fantastic interview coming up, and I am so excited, y'all. It's just absolutely incredible. So um, I want to back up really quick before we introduce our guest. Um, what we're talking about right now is uh, empowered investments. Um, the real, the reason that we're talking about empowered investments on empower you podcast is because we have to understand what investments are in order to make good investments. Right. And if you're in a community like I was growing up where people didn't really talk about investments, people didn't really talk about, uh, the things that were necessary in order to live and have a sustainable, uh, um, you know, life and lifestyle based off of the things that you're good at. And um, part of that knowledge comes with being able to properly understand and evaluate investments, investments in your time, investments in your health, investments in your mindset, investments in your money, investments in your education. There's a lot of different things that go into investments. And though you may only hear about the money aspect online or with some of your favorite influencers, um, on Empower You Podcast, we want to talk about how you become your greatest investment, right? And that's going to help you manifest and, and, and create the wealth that you're looking for, the peace that you're looking for, the abundance that you're looking for. It's an inside out type of thing. And if you can't recognize it and see it, it's going to be difficult for you to achieve it. So I had to get that out so that we could get the ground laid for this interview here. So, um... We have with us today uh, a topic, and our topic is overcoming fear, right? Super important for anybody. And our guest is a celebrity uh, hair and makeup artist. She is an author, she's a speaker, she's an educator, she is an expert in the beauty industry. She has helped over 400 beauticians hairstylists, makeup artists, salon owners um, create incredible success for themselves, for their businesses, which then impacts their families, their communities, their clients, you know, six and seven figures worth of client results. Um, she's just absolutely incredible. I'm so glad she carved out a little bit of time for us at the end of her day. Uh, and we are very, very excited to have Miss Alicia 
Monique. How are you, Alicia? Thank you so much for being here. How's it going? It's going great. I, I can't complain. None of us can complain. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're here. Uh, as my mom says, you know, six feet over and not six feet under. And so we, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. So uh, as we continue to um, move into this topic, you know, before I get too, too deep, uh, I would love to hear more about you. Um, you know, tell us, uh, tell us about you and what you do. Um, I got so many questions. I'm super excited to talk to you, as you can see. And so uh, I just want to give you an opportunity to uh, share with us who you are um, that we don't see online, that we don't see, um, you know, uh, constantly uh, in social media with all the awesome stuff you're doing. Who are you underneath all of that? Well, underneath all of that, I am a wife of 25 years to an amazing husband. I am a mother of three. My oldest is 29, my daughter is 20, and my son is 16. I am a regular person underneath everything. I love Sunday brunch. I love hanging out with my family, going to the mall, or just having me night on the couch. So underneath of everything you see out here, coaching, I'm just one of you guys trying to get to the next level. That's right. That's right. So, so what do you do? You know, there's, a, I think sometimes we, we, um, well, I'm just going to say myself, you know, I don't even have any hair, right? Like my, my hygiene routine, my getting fresh routine is totally different. So, you know, what goes into being a hairstylist and a makeup artist and a salon owner, you know, what is it that you're doing with your clients, you know, from a novice, somebody who knows absolutely nothing. Tell us about what you do for clients. The biggest thing that goes into what I do is love and passion. I guess I was in this industry since I was five years old. And as a little girl, you know, doing the baby dolls, I just kept growing and evolving. And now I just give back. So I'm giving back to my community, recently retired these past two years from behind the chair. I feel to me that salon owners need guidance because they all want their businesses to be great, but there's holes and things that they just don't understand that we got to plug into. So as a coach, I'm filling all of those holes. What do you feel like is one of the biggest deterrents that you have to overcome in order to help uh, these particular types of people? Mindset. I feel here recently, I feel mindset is the biggest thing. Knowing what you need to do in order to get to the next level, knowing, you know, these are the challenges that you're facing. It all boils down to mindset on, are you make the shift to get to where you want to go mentally because physically all the tools the strategies i can share that people with all day long but right. until you can physically say i am ready to start i am ready to implement this is what i deserve this is what i desire that's the fight that i'm having right now so i think that yeah. fear so this is a great topic that that fear <laughs> And mindset is just, it's a battle right now. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I think it's 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 especially prevalent because, you know, we live in this this hyper reality of social media where everything appears to be real that isn't real and everything that's real seems, you know, too low resolution. You know what I mean? And and uh, it's it's kind of a catch 22 because on the one hand, you know, there are people who, who have received these crazy fast results. But the reality, it seems like to me, is that long term investments in yourself and in your mindset and in your environment seem to be the, the best, most sustainable way to achieve success. Absolutely. You know, who was your ideal client? My ideal client are salon owners and salon suite stylists. My sweet spot for salon owners are those who are in business between three to five years or salon suite stylists who are like, okay, what's next? They're looking for that next level. They've been in a suite sometime. They might want to own their own space or they have a double suite and not quite sure how to become a mini salon. So my ideal client is just, you know, those individual salon owners that's like, listen, I don't want to work in my salon by myself no more. Like, I need a team. Like, I'm tired. I'm trying to retire. I want to retire, but I don't know how. That's amazing. That's amazing. Because um, I was actually at a school the other day and I was speaking to uh, a class and one of the young ladies there said she wanted to be uh, she wanted to go to school and, and 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 learn how to do hair and cosmetology and things like that. And one of the things that I told her uh, was, what else did she want to do? You know, um, because I said, you got to have a full picture of what you want to do, right? She had mentioned some other things before then. And um, it, the school that I was talking at, I'm sorry, this is kind of a long story, but the school that I was talking at, I was speaking at, um, you know, there's some of the kids there have some challenges. Uh, behaviorally or environmentally there's just some challenges and I asked them to evaluate themselves I said you know what do you feel like your biggest uh, gives you the greatest resistance and some people said their attitude some people said this and that and this one particular young lady said her addiction to fast money um, and I was like okay I was like well there's nothing wrong with making money fast you just gotta be smart and do it legally. Like, there ain't nothing wrong with making money fast. So don't feel like that's a bad thing, but what do you plan on doing? How? What's your, your process of getting this money? And she talked about having a salon and things like that. And I told her, I was like, listen, you need to be looking up to somebody who has done what you've done already because I, and I, and you know, obviously I wasn't recommending myself. I was just saying like, you need to start trying to see what other mentors are in your space um, because there's obviously, you know, a lot of, of money to be made, but then also, you know, it's a really interesting position that hairstylists, barbers, uh, beauticians plays that play in a community, right? At least growing up for me, you know, the barbershop was, you know, was a sacred space. It was sacred ground. And from what I understand, that's how it is, you know, in the hair salon too, you know? So what about being in those environments drew you to that? You know, you said you started when you were younger, but what kept you there? Well, as a kid going to the salon with my mom, first of all, as a kid, when I grew up, you didn't participate in a conversation. You sat there, you were seen and you were not heard. So I heard a lot. And 
like the student said, she want to make fast money. I thought it was fast money too. And I was like, I can do this. Oh my God. Like I was so amazed at the transformations that was kind of happening. People coming in looking like, ooh, and leaving <laughs> out looking like, okay. Like <laughs> that whole, you awesome. as a kid, like imagine as a kid, like I'm yeah. pretty sure you imagine sitting in a barbershop, oh, looking yeah. at the men coming in, with hair all over and they get cleaned up. You like, okay. When I grow up, I'm going to get me some facial hair and I'm going to yeah. get sharped up. And yeah. Like, that's as a kid. So as I became adult, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I love the transformation part. I love working with my hands, seeing the smiles that people put on their face. But one of the biggest misconceptions is that people think this is fast money. It takes time to get to fast money. And mm. once most people get there, they spend it fast as well. Mm. Because in beauty school, you're not taught how to manage money. You're taught how to do hair. And the reward for doing hair is making money. So the more hair you do, the more money you make. And what do you do it? You go out and buy all the fancy things, all the nice things that you want, and you do it again. Do more hair, make more money spend more money and you create this lifestyle that you look back and be like what do I do with all this money I had and I'm, pro I'm probably talking about myself but <laughs> I know somebody else up there can relate because at the yeah. end of the day when your business is well structured when your mindset is well structured you're not really worried about making all this money and spending it you you're you're Focus become, with the money that I made, what else can I do to create a legacy, to leave something behind? What other business that I can create? And those are things you don't learn in B-School. Mm. Mm. That's real, real good. And I think that mindset shift makes you safe for money to come to, right? Because money exactly. can come to you fast and it can also leave you quick. Yes. You know, um, I feel like wealth and abundance almost has its own personality. You it know, does. It desires to be used in a certain way. And if we don't, it will find every excuse to be gone. You know, is that yes. is, that might be a little, I don't know, that might fly over some of y'all head, but it's just, it's just the truth. I, be, I believe, you know, because I've experienced the same thing. I've done really well at different points. But it also vanished just as quick. And now you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. Now what? <laughs> you know, so you so you help uh, um, salon owners and, and, and what did you call them? Sweet? Sweet stylists. stylists. Those are salon. I mean, those are stylists that are in like, they're in a building. It's almost like a room in a doctor's office. Okay. They can okay. create their own customer experience they're not in the open atmosphere where we can actually see other stylists so yeah. they can decorate they can have like their own thing so i like to call them mini salons yeah. operating inside of a larger salon oh wow see i didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> that is a thing that is amazing that sounds fantastic 
okay so here's here's one of my my here's one of my pressing questions that i have for you you know you talk about how you grew up right going to salons and seeing the transformations and you know wanting to work with your hands wanting to be in that atmosphere with people um but starting out obviously you know when you're growing up and 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 you're developing these skill sets you know what were some of your obstacles that you had to overcome what were three dominant fears that you had to overcome in order to get to this level where now you know you're super successful you've helped over 400 people like there's a lot of people who i mean that's just an incredible record i'm just gonna put that out there that's fantastic um but that takes a lot of work and so for you to be at that point what do you feel like you what fears did you have to overcome to get there that is a great question a really great question okay let me take a debris breath <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. Right. So first fear was non-believers. Going into the beauty industry is always you're, you're not gonna make any money out of there. Like just get a nine to five, pays fifteen, twenty dollars an hour, something that the average person can calculate, right? As a beauty professional, it was always said that you don't make money in the beauty industry. Just get a regular job. Just go to college. Get your bachelor's. Go get a master's. Get a regular job. So one of the fears was, I don't want a regular job. I don't want to clock the nine to five. I want to do hair. Hair has no time to be to work structurally but we can do that on our own. We make our own hours. I tell myself when I want to go to work. I tell myself when I want to go home and I tell myself I don't want to work today. Yeah. So non-believers was my first fear. And once you get over that, now it's the stereotype. Oh, you do hair? So you do that type of hair. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that type of hair? When you go to school, you learn hair. Hair is hair. As it grows out of your head, it's hair. If it grows off your face, it's hair. What do you mean by that type of hair? So being mm. stereotyped into doing certain textures of hair, I don't see hair as texture. I see hair as, okay, how can I manipulate this because it's a little point? How do I manipulate this because it's curly? How do I manipulate this because it's straight? So you have to overcome these stereotypes or being placed in these different categories of a hair. Um, I remember opening my salon and being in the military town, you see all types of people. Yeah. So when I looked at the storefront, like, okay, what do I put in the front? I was like, Okay, this is my opportunity to say, I do everything. We do everything. So yeah. I had an African-American girl, black girl on one window. I had an Asian girl on one window. And I had a Caucasian on another window. You could not say that my salon specialized in any texture of hair. You couldn't point us out. Yeah. 
So you couldn't say, oh, they only do that type of hair. People would walk in and look amazed that when they walked in, they saw a little black girl in here, but they're on the window. And they would ask, oh, do you do this? Sure, yes, we do. Would you like to book a consultation? And they was like, oh, yes. It was it was just shock. So stereotype was the uh, second hurdle. And the last one was finances. So finances was always like the fear. Um, like we talked about earlier, you make money fast, you spend money fast. How do we manage this? What do we do with it? It's rolling in. How do we keep it? Or how do we make more of it rolling to get it to do what we want to do next? Which is yeah. write books, open other salons, go start teaching at shows, <clears throat> go get speaking engaged. How do you make your money work for you? So those was the three biggest fears, the non-believers, the stereotypes, and finances. And once you conquer that, you're like, okay, I got this. I can do this. And your mindset plays a big part in conquering each one. Mm, that's real good. That's <laughs> real good. People, uh, expectations, um, and your finances, your money mindset. I think that's so, so, so good. Um, and that's uh that's difficult right i think you know we've all heard you know the riches are in the niches right you know you gotta niche down do you feel like the fact that you're able to work with everyone's hair is its own niche because a lot of uh hairstylists tend to segment themselves off and i only work with these kind of people or i only work with those kind of people blah blah blah, blah. i do like before I retired, my specialty was color and hair extensions. That's all I did. It didn't matter the texture, didn't matter the person. I didn't care who sat in chair. Those were the services that I offered. Um, before that, I think I only fo focused on hair extensions. Before that, it was just shortcuts. Before that, it was just natural hair natural hair, locks, things like that. Before that, it was everything. I was like, yep, yeah. I do it all. Yeah. But to specialize in a texture, I think you're limited to yourself. Yeah. I think you can specialize in a service and do it for everyone. Pick a service and go that way. Yeah. For folks who are listening to the podcast, you know, maybe younger folks, older folks who maybe are just on the fence about how and who they want to work with. Um, I think it is a little interesting um, because sometimes the people who you think you're going to work with are not the people who are attracted to you. Exactly. Which is could throw you off. You know, and I, I'm glad that you're talking about this because I think online, I feel like online, we get preached a lot of narratives about exactly who you're supposed to be working with and exactly who you're supposed to be empowering, exactly who you, but the reality is you as a human being may draw different types of people to you. And 
you don't necessarily have any control off of that uh, based off of that you know and so if that is the people if those are the folks who are who are being drawn to you you know then provide that service for them you know with 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 uh, um as as quality a service as possible you know because what it sounds like what you're saying is you know you specialized in something but not in somebody exactly right that way you know you know exactly what you are providing however you don't gotta feel no kind of way and i'm open to whomever is looking for that in particular right do you think we put ourselves in specific niches or communities or neighborhoods or or cliques and things like that based off of our fear uh, of 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 working or being or being attracted to or around people who we're unfamiliar with I think we do. I think, I think it's the fear of like being military for me, I always moved a lot. So I guess my mentality is stick me anywhere. I just have to figure it out because when you're in the military, you never know where you're going to go. You might know the state, you might know the city, but you don't know the the groups and the cliques and the people. Like you don't know that. You just hear and you make the best of it. So I think a lot of times when we're trying to figure out who we are and where we belong, we look for the the cliques and the groups to try and and like get grounded. I don't even think that's the right, that's not the right word, but to kind of get going or to yeah. sometimes we want to be accepted yeah. when in actuality you don't like I've never been to like the group I call it like the groupy clicky type person yeah 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 I, stick me anywhere I'm like okay what's going on over here what are we doing what we got going on oh we quiet okay we need to be quiet too loud? <laughs> okay I'm sorry, y'all. And then you might be, oh, wait, we turning up. All right, we gonna turn up, turn up. Oh, wait, we gotta be classy. I'm sorry. We gotta be really elegant over here. Sometimes I feel like we're drawn to where we kind of be. But at the same time, we got a lot of our um, personalities to come out. Like, you gotta be who you are. When you're trying to niche down and and conquer your fears, it really boils down to who are you? Because no one knows who you are until you know who you are. Oof, that's a bar right there. You said nobody knows who you are until you know who you are. So it doesn't matter what clique you're in or what neighborhood or what you know, frat you're in or sorority you're in, you're still pretending because you don't really know who you are. And that is ultimately gonna be your biggest asset. It's just knowing who you are. That is so powerful. I think exactly. that's, you know, I think our, our fear of standing out, our fear of being as big as we could be causes us to um you know causes us to seek safety in other people's approval causes us to seek safety in other people's validation um and i think you know while validation is fine and we all desire that to be accepted in some way shape or form 
I do think it's counterproductive for those of us who are meant to be leaders because leaders stand out. Yes. Um, and I'm hoping that all of you who are listening to this podcast um, are, are, are understanding my intention for saying this. I'm not telling you not to seek community. I'm not telling you that you don't belong. What I'm saying is that it is okay for you to stand out. It is okay for you to not fit into certain cliques, certain organizations, certain whatever. That's fine. You're not a loser or weird because you don't fit into that person's clique. You know, you may, you know, be years, moments, weeks away from really discovering who you are, which will inform you on what environments you need to be in. So I think that's that's a really, really good. So, you know, you've overcome a lot of things, right? You've moved around a whole lot. You have mastered a lot of different hairstyles as well as hair textures and services and even the craft of generating resources within your skill set because you know there's a lot of folks who are good at making money but they can't make money doing the things that they care about and there are a lot of people who do stuff that they care about but they can't seem to make any money doing it and you have done both which is wildly um incredible and uh it's it's inspiring um what do you feel like some of your fears are now do you feel like you've kind of reached the mountaintop and you're kind of just like, you know, just dropping gems, just chilling, you know? What do you feel like some of your fears are now that you have to continue to overcome? My biggest fear right now is overthinking. I can admit it because I know when it happens, literally. It's almost like, when you've over, overcome so many fears and you get to another one, you like, okay, wait, what is this? What's going on? What am I doing? And it's literally overthinking the thought process that you just had and you're rethinking another thought that's literally not even necessary. Mm. So my biggest current fear is overthinking, but I realize it. And I know when it's happened. And at that moment when it's happening, I'm like, okay, I got to go do something else. I literally will, I, I could be literally at my desk working and start overthinking. I will shut everything down and I'll go watch like a favorite show on Netflix. I might go to the grocery store to turn it off because I realize when it happens. But that took me some, took me some time to know that this is a fear and it's something that I, I got to focus on and get over. And I, I, I guess that comes with, you know, having so many years now and accomplishing so many things looking for what's the next thing that I can accomplish. That is like, okay, get out of your head. I'm probably in a comfortable space right now and I probably need to just chill out but it's the overthinking that pops in. And I'm like, okay, let's go to brunch. 
Thank you for listening to Empower You Podcast. I just wanted to take a second and tell you about a brand new podcast on the Creative Podcast Network. The Guru Guide to Podcasting podcast is for coaches, consultants, service-based businesses that are looking to beat the social media algorithms, uh, create more revenue in their business, and an audience of their ideal clients so that they can have more valuable conversations, impact more businesses, more clients, and ultimately create more income and more free freedom in their business. So if that's you and you're looking to build an audience of your ideal clients, you're looking to take back your time in your business, in your life, and uh, generate more income while doing it, you can start your very own profitable business podcast and we'll show you exactly how to do it. So click the link and visit the Guru Guide to Podcasting podcast and we'll talk to you when you get there. Okay, back to the episode. I I always want to look up to people who have done what I desire to do, you know, and maybe not in the hair industry, but I would love to say I've helped over 400 clients. We're not quite there yet. Got ways to go for that. But I do think it's really interesting that even at the level of business that you're operating in, you know, the level of success you've already had, you still maintain a level of diligence in evaluating and making sure that your mind stays sharp, that you're not creating more complications for yourself mentally, that you're overcoming, you know, just stories that you're telling yourself, you know, and I think it's interesting because we forget about that kind of stuff. You know, we see people on social media or on TV shows and stuff, and we just assume people got it all together and, and everybody's this and everybody's rich and everybody's all, you know what I mean? And so I always think it's interesting to hear, you know, the realness behind what super successful people like yourself um, are thinking about, which is none of the stuff that other folks are thinking about. You know, they think, oh, well, she must have all this money. And you just thinking, how do I make my life the best I can make it without overthinking? You know, Absolutely. what do you feel like? What do you feel like one of your your the major issues that you encounter with your clients is you know you, you spoke already about you know just their mindset but what do you feel like the most the, the triggers that you feel like you keep coming up against you know because they'll come to you and they'll tell you all their problems and want you to help them fix it you know and so you start fixing it or you start giving them instructions you know but where does that fear kick in how does people who are listening to this know when you're not just trying to think through something. You're just scared. You know what I mean? Like, this is not, you can't call this logic. You're not taking your time. You're just scared. Like, how do you combat that? What do you, how does that manifest itself with your clients? Well, that's a great, that's a really great question. Oh my God. Okay. So the biggest thing with my clients is the unknown. We fear the unknown. So when we're talking, they're pouring, they like, like they know what their challenges are. They know sort of what the solution can be. They're hesitant on implementing, um, but it's, what's, what's gonna happen over there? I, I don't know. So a lot of them fear the unknown. If it's not mindset, if they fear the unknown, and their value it's like that that high level value so they, they have value they understand their value but it's the high level value 
So between that and the unknown, literally is a battle. Strategy, they can handle strategy all day long. They can implement, they know how to take action, but they don't know what's gonna happen after they take action. And I'm like, Tell- just go do what? it. Just, could do it. Could you could you get it done, please? Because yeah. whatever problem that we may face, we won't. Because you're not going. Just mm-hmm. go. And then come back and let you know what happened. Oh, that's heavy. <laughs> that's heavy. You said whatever problem that we might face, we're not facing it because you haven't done it. So this is still a hypothetical because you didn't take action. Yes. Another thing that you said that I would love for you to talk about a little bit more because I, I, you said, I'm trying to think of how you just said that. You said high quality. You said they understand strategy, but they don't understand high value. Tell me about that. So... It's like saying, okay, um, you can find me on social media everywhere, offering value, just inputting, pouring, knowing my worth. I know I should be charging more at salons and I know I'm worth more, but it's realizing that mm, you're not worth that little bit. You're worth higher than that. I had a salon owner one time tell me, well, I was actually telling her, she needs a salon menu and she needs her pricing menu. And she said, well, I don't think I want to put myself on a pedestal from everyone else. And I, the same way you paused, I paused and was like, why not? She said, because I kind of want to remain like equal. And I just literally, I just kept saying, why, 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 why? I drilled all the way down to her, why? She really had no real reason. So I put her on that pedestal. That's recognizing that you're a high value, high value. You are the owner. You're in a different position than everyone else. To sit in your chair, that's gonna cost a pretty penny. So most recognize that they are value, but it's the high value. That's the fear that I keep fighting with. Hmm. Oof, that's really interesting. I think the high value portion of it, man, I feel like that's got to stem from like childhood and stuff like that, right? Yes. Is not wanting to elevate to a position of spectacle because everybody yes. picks on you at that point. Not wanting to be too good at certain things because, you know, obviously with elevation comes separation. And a lot of your friends might be, y'all gonna get mad at me, but you might have a lot of bottom feeder friends. And they've been with you. They've been riding and dying with you. But at this point in your life, it's time for you to change. It's time for you to make specific changes. And when you're saying this, <clears throat> I just can only think how uncomfortable those conversations have to be because you're combating ideas, you know, 
that folks have had about themselves for years, you know, their entire life in some cases, you know, how, what is something that you do? Um, I mean, you don't have to give us all your secret sauce, but <laughs> what's that, what's a technique that you like to use to help your clients get out of their own way? Well, actually what I do in my coaching program on Mondays, we have a Q and a call, but before we start the Q and a call, I usually play something, whether it's a motivation from YouTube, something, um, that the wealthy people are doing, just some video, something, um, to just shift the mindset because as a week go on, we get into our life and life happens. So on Mondays when we show up for Q and A, I want to reposition their week. Let's watch this inspirational video. It could be, it, we've watched from Kobe Bryant to Steve Harvey to authors speak, TEDx talks. And it's literally that 10 minutes, that first 10 minutes. And I'm like, what did you get? Somebody be like, I needed that because whatever. I'm glad you shared that because I was thinking this. And it's literally just, hey, watch this piece, absorb this, get your mind right for the week. Let's move forward. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's good. Mmm. You got a lot of thoughts going right now. I got a lot <laughs> of thoughts going. I think, um, oh, wow, that's good. Especially on Mondays, you know, especially when you're trying to readjust yourself. Um, because what they don't tell you about becoming something is all of the Mondays involved, right? <laughs> all of the days of waking up and just doing a lot of stuff you just don't want to have to do or staying up super late doing things that you don't want to have to do you know reading learning growing trying things things that are not working out like the trial and error alone can kind of stamp out a lot of your motivation and so um listening to you it just it's uh it makes a lot of sense what you're saying um because we need that Right. We need to constantly be reminded that what we are trying to achieve is not only possible, but it is possible for us individually. You know, and I think when you get caught up in the in the mix, um, you can kind of forget just like, what am I doing all this for? Because right now, like all I know is that this sucks at this moment. You know, this is a difficult, you know. I keep getting on the phone and she keep telling me to raise my prices and I don't feel like I should be doing this. I'm gonna lose all my clients and yada, yada, yada. When in reality, it's like what you're doing 80% more work than you need to be doing, especially for what you're making. Exactly. You, you know, you could work with two of them clients and be making the same amount of money as you're making working with 20 of them. Yes. You know, and you get rid of 18 headaches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I actually just, had uh, clients that did that. She... When we started, she was doing 10 heads a day. And I was like, I asked her, I said, well, well what if you do seven? And she was like, am I going to lose money? I said, no, you're going to make the same, if not more. And Correct. she did seven. And then we went down to five. 
And then one day, I think the, around the holiday, she got super busy and did seven hits a day. And she said, I'm exhausted. I said, but you used to do 10. You, <laughs> you can't you can't handle seven. You used to do 10. She was like, I don't know how I did that. She was like, I make more now doing five than I did doing 10. And she's trying that's to powerful. figure out how I only do two. <laughs> Listen, that's powerful, you know, because I think especially as black and brown people, um, we we really gravitate towards volume. Right. Yes. You got to have a lot of this or a lot of that or a lot of, you know, recognition or fame or followers or whatever like that. And I think sometimes we forget that we're allowed to be high quality, you know, not just wear high quality. Right. Not just try to impress people, but we are allowed to be high quality, a high quality experience, a high quality service, a high quality business owner, you know, in incremental steps. Um, and, and for, for me, you know, I, I, my father, um, who was a terrific man, you know, who taught me so many things, you know, he taught me and my brother how to work, you know? And so I grew up watching him work a lot of hours. And so growing up, I always assumed I needed to work a lot of hours you know, yes. and I did that well into my, you know, late 20s. And I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be a better way to do this. You know, I'm, I'm watching the guys who are older than me um, starting to develop health issues, you know, start developing problems, start needing surgeries and, you know, having bulging discs. And they doing the same kind of work I'm doing. So I'm like, ooh, <laughs> okay. I don't know if I like this trajectory, you know, <laughs> and uh, and so I think, you know, just the humility that that your client showed to actually execute. Right. Because I'm sure she was very afraid she was going to lose a lot of money um, by taking her workload down. Yes, definitely. What's definitely fearful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do, what do you feel like, you know, for all of us who are listening or for all of the, the folks who are listening um, who are in various stages of their life, you know, what are what are the, 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 the top fears that you feel like um, they need to take hold of in order to, to move into the next phase of their life? You know, our whole country is in a, a little bit of an uh, interesting state and it's going to affect people. And I don't mean, I don't believe that, you know, oh, because this is happening, you're going to experience, oh, you, I believe you create your own reality, you know, but I do believe that that reality is predicated on the fears that you do or don't subscribe to, whether it's a fear of lack, whether it's a fear of um, not being accepted, whether it's a fear of somebody cheating on you or whatever it is, you're creating that um, by being so hyper-focused on it. So what do you feel like for our listeners are some of the top three or, I mean, it doesn't have to be three, but some of the top fears that people have to lay hold on if they're going to get, if they're going to break out of the situation that they're in. I think one of the fears is belonging. Like we see now where you have to be in a certain class. Like you have to show this quote unquote type of lifestyle, flashy cars and jewelry and planes and traveling. I'm like, listen, I love traveling, but I don't want to show y'all every time I get on a plane. I just want to get on a plane and go. So I think we have that, that fear. We have to show that this is what we have. Like we have to belong. 
you don't have to my mother used to always say you don't have to do nothing but stay your color die I never knew what that means until I became an adult because it was always oh I gotta do this in order to be accepted in order to belong in the in the in the good group I gotta act this certain way I have to do these certain things and that's not true we don't I think if we get over that we have to belong in a certain category and just do you. Like, do you, boo. If you loud and like to turn up, go for it. Like, who is anyone to say, no, you can't do that. You have to act in this manner. If you're not harming anyone, you bring success to yourself, then act how you were naturally born and intended to be don't feel like you have to belong another fear is emotional fear like you emotionally have to feel certain ways why why do I have to feel like I have to sugarcoat what I say now I might offend some people because if something don't seem right, sound right, the math ain't math, then I'm gonna be honest. Just that's just me. I've learned that I don't I don't want to like protect your emotions for sharing something that needs to be said. So we are emotionally fearful of of, of sharing how we feel. We keep those, you know, those bottled up. So between emotional belonging and mindset unknown and having this persona, I think if we get over that and just be who we want to be, genuine, authentic, just be you. At the end of the day, you know, true colors are gonna, are gonna come out we see that right now we're not gonna go into that realm but everyone's true colors are coming out so for you to still sit back and say oh no that's not how you're supposed to act you're supposed to do this if we get rid of those i think we'll be okay mm. yeah that's very very good i hope y'all are listening um this is these are major life altering fears right that we can go our whole life coddling these fears yes and 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 creating our all of our decisions around trying to protect ourselves from experiencing those fears yeah that's that's really really good man you got me um thinking back right about my own journey and how much time I've spent trying to be acceptable or trying to fit in or trying to um not hurt people's feelings be the good guy and ultimately it really doesn't matter. I want to get a thought exercise from you. Um, you've shared so much and it really hits for me. 
because I think right now, especially in this season in society, we really have to understand who and what we are, right? You said that earlier that, you know, your greatest um, uh, uh, asset to your business or anything else is knowing who you are. And, you know, and I think that is just so big because we are always inundated with images and ideals about who we're supposed to be, but we're never celebrated for just being who you are, not as a black person, not as a female, not as a whatever you identify as, you know, just as you for the intrinsic value that you bring to the environments that you're in. And I think we're missing that, you know because everything is based off of some metric, some algorithm, you know? <laughs> and uh, we lose our humanity to all of that. So if you could, if you could um, give us a thought exercise, uh, that would be really great. But I have one question before then. Okay. What is one piece of advice that you wish you had earlier at the beginning of your business that you give to your clients now? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Okay, let me see. The best thing that I can say is that you are in competition with yourself. As much as people say, understand your competitors, know who's out there, who's doing what you do, and you should find mentors who are doing what you do and what you want to do, aspire to do. At the end of the day, you are in competition with yourself. Nope, nobody else. So if you wasn't your best self today, you got tomorrow to be your better self. And if that wasn't good enough, then the next day you compete with you. And you compete with you until you get to where you like okay this is me i am happy here i am good okay i don't like that part no more let me compete with myself again let me what's my next level where should i go next so i would say you are in competition with yourself wow wow that's really really good you are there to compete with yourself. Oof. Alicia, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I think especially for, for young people, um, there's a million things to be afraid of and worried about. And I think if we keep on subscribing to fear politics and fear antics and everything you should be worried about you know we just won't get anything done and we can't really be gifted you know you can't really be yourself because you're just always so nervous about everybody else's reaction to it and so what you're sharing is so important um and i just i just truly appreciate you taking some time uh to share with us um one more thing how can people get a hold of you, um, engage with uh, um, your services, engage you as a mentor, as a coach, 
um, as a speaker um, or if they wanted to book you for some virtual conference or have you maybe come in and talk to their children or their kids or offer some kind of mentorship hours you know what how, what would be the process of of reaching out to you and contacting you um, and then I would love to get a thought exercise from you <laughs> absolutely so to reach me just head on over to my website what my website at aliciamonique.com or you can find me in the social media streets alicia monique underscore educator on instagram or just google alicia monique wherever you see a blue shirt royal blue it's my color that's me that's love that's love all right y'all heard that alicia monique in these internet streets (laughs) all right aliciamonique.com is that what your website is yes awesome so aliciamonique.com you're gonna see all that kind of stuff in the show notes so make sure you reach out to her leave a comment um uh, a rating for this episode go to her inbox tell her thank you for dropping so many gems and giving me permission to be free from some of the fears that you are inevitably facing because we all got fears and you ain't got the front on empower you podcast we we all been there um so alicia will you do us a favor and give us a thought exercise something that we can work on something that we can start implementing right away um to help us start to overcome some of our fears our worries about not being accepted about being excellent about being talked about about you know worrying that you know we'll make too much money or we'll never make money or you know all the different things that are uh constantly running through our minds if you could give us a thought exercise, something that you use, something that's helped you, um, we would love it. And and the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you for having me, by the way. You guys are amazing. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Um, one of the things that I, being here and you asking this question, made me remember something that I used to do. I stopped doing it. And I'm probably gonna pick it up um, after this but journaling journaling specifically at the end of the day what happened today the great things that happened today and the not so great things meaning like whether you didn't accomplish your to-do list or something that made you scared or something that challenged you but balance that with the great things that happened today, like listening to a great podcast, you know, finding another great mentor or just researching whatever your ideas is, getting a little bit of clarity on that. So I, I recommend journaling, journaling the good of your day and the challenges of your day. That way, as you lay your head down, you go to bed, you can subconsciously process you know what are the good things that happen and how can I continue to be great get over some fears and move forward in my next day Mm. that's really really good that's really good I don't so I journal but this is next level journaling I don't write down the challenges of the day I normally will write down some of my observations from the day I'll write down my gratitude and I'll write down my list for the next day. Right. Right. My desires, gratitude. It's like status. 
uh, gratitude desires list. Good stuff. I don't really write down like what what was the challenge, what was what was challenging today? Why was it challenging? And how can you overcome that? You know, the next day or tomorrow. How can you see these things coming? How can I help myself be more patient? I was working with somebody um, who's a, a cognitive expert, and that was one of the questions that she said that you should be asking yourself. And when you said you write down your challenges, I immediately thought of that because I feel like it's in the same vein. It's like, how can I help myself get over this fear? How, if you're constantly asking yourself these questions, I mean, that's just next level. I'm definitely gonna start implementing that. Y'all listen, this kind of stuff is the real stuff. Like I know you get nuggets online and stuff like that, but taking care of yourself and your subconscious is major. All of your decisions are made from your subconscious. They're all made. You can take in a million posts and, and read a million message boards, but if you're not actively engaging in what your subconscious is constantly brewing from your stories and everything else, it's it's gonna be a lot less impactful. So that's huge. Thank you so, so, so much. Can you tell us again? Drop your links, drop your your IG for us again, because I'm just super appreciative that you're here. And I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get a hold of you. Um, and then for all of those who are uh, looking to expand, you know, their their beauty business, their um, sweet uh, stylist um, <laughs> a, 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 a portfolio, you know, Alicia Monique is going to be the way to go. So so tell us again, how do we reach you? Head over to my website at aliciamonique.com, aliciamonique.com. <laughs> um, and follow me on Instagram at aliciamonique underscore educator. And Love of it. course, I'm on Facebook as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much so so much we appreciate you for all those who are listening this is alicia monique kibboy cooper we're talking about overcoming fears so play this back listen to it as many times as you need to follow the thought exercises um this one is real good i challenge you to see what comes out in those journals that's probably gonna be more telling than your visit with your therapist you know, like, because don't nobody see the journal. You might as well go ahead and write it down and look at it on paper and start asking yourself, how can you fix it? How can you overcome that fear? Again, Kibway Cooper, Alicia Monique, thank you so much. You're I hope welcome. you have a fantastic day. And for all of us who are listening, watching it on playback, y'all have a great week and we'll talk to y'all a little bit later. Peace. Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this episode because we would love to hear your takeaways from this discussion. And it helps us reach more listeners just like you. If you'd like daily audio video clips from the podcast, you can find Empower You Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.